Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. How are you? Thanks for showing up. I want to start off with apologizing because usually I put up an episode on Monday and there was no episode this Monday. And there wasn't one Tuesday. And now here we are, January 20th, 2021. And we finally got an episode up. So I thank you for hanging in there. Um, I had a, a health scare this weekend. Saturday, I went hiking. And I thought I was just doing a 2,000 elevation hike, which is par for the course for Leo Flowers. No big deal. It turned out I was doing a 6,000 elevation hike, which I should have known because I was driving forever uphill to get to this place that we were hiking to. I didn't realize it was a 6,000 elevation hike. Um, but a 2,000, I forget how they say it. So basically, I was already, at, I was starting at 4,000, and then we hiked up another 2,000. I forget what that, how they phrase that. Anyway, um, I experienced altitude sickness. We were literally five minutes from reaching the top. This is after hiking for about three hours. We're about five minutes from the top, and I looked at my buddy who is, a doctor, uh, well, he has a PhD in epidemiology. And I said, I can't make it. I, I don't have it in me to go the this last five minutes uh, of the hike to reach the top. My, I had heart palpitations, shortness of breath, nausea. Um, I literally thought I was going to die. I was crying. I texted my girlfriend, I love you. I think I've come too far. And, and I knew it was, I thought it was really a wrap because I saw a bird circling, and you know how in movies, when when right before they're about to die, they they see like, they they really able to hone in on one specific thing, and I just saw this bird. I could it, it was so far, but it felt so close, like it was saying, "It's okay, just let go," and the, and then to go from that to then, I felt anger because. You know, I, I do this hike, and I, I take hiking very, not seriously, not very seriously, but I come prepared. I I, I wore uh, pants, long sleeves, uh, long pants, and I had my I had enough water hydration. I had liters of water. I had trail mix. I had all the right foods, so I couldn't understand why I was experiencing this. Not only was I wearing boots, I was also wearing crampons, which are cleats to put on the bottom of your boots to dig into ice because there were some ice patches that we had to navigate and I'm, I'm sitting there on the verge of what feels like death and then I see this dude wearing Ugg boots just walking by me like he's drinking a Pepsi he's wearing Ugg boots he's FaceTiming like he's doing all the wrong things I was so upset I was like, why does this guy get to live? Why is he why is he gonna reach the summit in his Ugg boots and you know, FaceTiming whoever he, I was like So I was both terrified of dying and upset that Ugg boots got to just 
uh, you know, hop on by me. He just got the traips. He just got the traips on by Leo Flowers. You know, uh, I felt I felt very disrespected in that moment. Um, my buddy Steve is his name, and he called the Forest Rangers. They were quick to respond, um, and they drove up. Luckily, we were on a fire road. They picked me up, gave me oxygen. Felt fifty uh, percent better. Took me down. Paramedics were there. Paramedics took me to the hospital, which was about an hour drive. So, if anybody's ever been in an ambulance, you know that uh, they charge per mile, and it goes anywhere from three hundred and fifty dollars per mile to. I saw somewhere in Oregon, it's like twelve hundred dollars per mile. And I was in this ambulance for about 50 minutes. Just the ambulance ride, knowing what the bill was going to potentially be, was enough to give me a heart attack. That, that was enough to send me into cardiac arrest. I have not received the bill yet. I'm going to make sure I'm surrounded by loved ones and people who care about me when I open this bill. And we're going to remove any sharp objects that might be uh, close at hand. <laughs> so uh, so that happened. And I have since been, they, they took me to the hospital. There were no, um, uh, they didn't find anything. They, they, they chalked it up to altitude sickness. Um, and plus, like, I had a cold, which I, I was thought I was completely over, but I guess there was some residual effects that may have compounded the altitude sickness symptoms. Um, so anybody out there who has struggled with altitude sickness, especially a lot of people go to Colorado for skiing in the winter or the summer, and they experience that, uh, or Lake Tahoe, sometimes you, you can get it up there. Um, I understand. I, I completely empathize. I had a little bit when we went to Peru. But uh, they did a good job of uh, slowly hiking us up so that uh, we could climatize. I don't know if it's acclimatize or climatize, so that our bodies could get adjusted to the altitude. So in that event, it was minimal. But this one was um, brought me to the verge of tears. So I'm still getting some things looked at. Um, I'm, I'm seeing a heart specialist to make sure that there isn't anything more uh, taking place because I just I, 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 I almost want for something to be wrong just to justify why Ugg Boots got to go ahead and traipse on by me just all lackadaisical, you know, drinking a, a Pepsi of all. And this podcast is not sponsored by Pepsi, so don't 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 think that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, go hike and drink a Pepsi. That is not what I'm saying today. Um, but I tell you that story to say that it's one of those moments that gave me profound hope and restored uh, my love and humanity. There had to, there were at least 16 people who helped me from the time. I felt the chest pains uh, to the hospital that didn't even know me. Uh, you know, I, of course, I had my buddy Steven. Uh, but then there were strangers who stopped and were like, are you okay? They gave us, they gave me extra water. I already had water, but they were like, here, take this water. They gave me food. 
and, and they didn't know me. And then the, the Rangers uh, that came and got me, they, they, they made me feel like um, they really cared and they were really present. And they were like, we got you. We, you know, you got nothing to worry about. And, um, and then the paramedics were super cool. You know, and, and then when I got to the hospital, I just felt I felt cared for along every step of the way. And it, you know, these are people who um, are you know, first responders. They, they have a high stress job. You know, they have lives of their own and they they did a great job um, every step of the way. And it made me be like, you know, sometimes you go to a park. And you have to pay to park at like a national park or and that's what you're paying for. You're paying for those moments when somebody might need assistance. Somebody might uh, get injured or hurt um, or have altitude sickness. Uh, There's so many different things because, you know, then I read that this 19 year old kid had altitude sickness. And because he he was with friends and they were camping. Uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't make it back alive. And so it, it was one of those moments where I just realized how lucky I am, but also just in those moments when we feel alone, like nobody cares, nobody, um, is going to take care of us. Nobody, um, is paying attention if we're alive or if we're dead. People do, people do, people do care. And just because, your phone isn't blowing up or someone is not knocking at your door. It doesn't mean that people don't care. It, it, you, you, I was just surprised at the amount of care I felt from people offering me water and food out of their own bags. Um, and I, and it was even this one couple that when I, when we were, you know, I was like, no, I'm fine. Uh, they, they they didn't they didn't want to leave. They were just like, "You are not fine. You are not okay, and we're not okay with just leaving you here." And and so to know that there are people out there that when you're struggling, when you're suffering, that will take care of you, and hopefully your paths align to you know when you need them and they see you. But also that goes to telling your story. You know, a lot of us are, are struggling or suffering in silence because if my buddy wasn't there, I don't know if I would have I would have asked somebody for help. I don't know if I would have advocated for myself or spoke up or asked someone to, to call 911 or call the forest ranger. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. And so if you are struggling and suffering in silence, now is the time to to speak up, to pick up the phone, call one 800 S-U-I-C-I-D-E or 1-800-273-TALK. There's online chat groups. Join a group. Call a friend. Call an enemy. You know, I'm always talking about, it's just about sharing your story, right? And because that's the first step into um, in, into getting help. So that that so that's why I was a bit delayed. I've, I'm... Um, and I just didn't have a backlog of episodes. Usually, I have like a million episodes that I wanna that I that I can put up in the event of something like this happening, and I did not this time. So uh, we'll get back on that. 
Um, the other thing I want to I want to talk about is, and this is a random episode, by the way. This is a super random, but it's it's all connected. It's all to give you ideas and hope, and to connect you. Because um, I want to talk about hope, and you know, today was the inauguration, and I was talking to a friend about the inauguration, and and she, and immediately she was like, I don't want to talk politics, and I think that, and this is not a political episode I'm not saying anything political but what I do want to say is that we don't have to talk politics when we're talking about politics it doesn't have to be about policies and and issues and uh, the isms out there when we're talking we can start these conversations with emotion and the reason why this is important is because it it's how we should really lean into most of our conversations. I understand, you know, if you're at work and uh, you're, you're a hedge fund manager, everything's about the numbers. There's, there's no room for feeling doctors. You're not really thinking about. But what I mean is that in your relationships, a lot of times we, we try to start with the facts. We start with the stats. You did this. You didn't do that. I did this. Where were you? Uh, it's, it's all accountability and stats and in um, and information and uh, that's not what you said and 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 trying to hold each other accountable to what was said and whether we're talking about politics or relationships, let's start with emotion. When when I looked at the inauguration today, you know my emotions were I felt hopeful, I felt inspired by. Uh, the poem that Amanda Gorgon uh, spoke about. I felt uh, connected because, you know, you saw Pence and Kamala standing there talking, a Republican and a Democrat, and it, it just it seemed real. It didn't seem uh, forced. Uh, and, you know, I felt engaged. I felt like, all right, all right, we're, we're doing something here. We are... Um, and and I and I and anyway and I enjoyed uh, the message, and so you know we can talk about politics, we can talk about the isms, but it. Let's start with the emotion. How? But how did you feel though? You know, for some people, they might have watched it and be like, "Oh, I feel scared," or "I feel unsafe," or "I feel whatever that is." Okay, let's start there. Because emotions are, are something that we can all connect on. And this is important because right now, like I said, you, you may be in a relationship with someone and you're butting heads over something. And you can't figure out why you keep butting heads over this. And it's because you're, you're, you're trying to intellectualize it. Intellectualize it, right? Instead of emotionalize it. I don't even think emotionalize is a word. But... Um, but bring bring start with your emotion. How do you how do you what are you feeling about this situation? What's going on inside? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel overwhelmed? Do you feel scared? Or, or do you feel uh, powerful and uh, invigorated and enthusiastic? What are the emotions that are uh, that are that are beneath the surface? And let's start there. Um. And that brings me to, there's an article in uh, the New York Times 
where he talks, uh, where they're talking to Carl L. Hart, who is the author of the book, Drug Use for Grownups. And although I don't necessarily agree with a lot of things he said, one of the things I want to point out is he talked about when people die from drug overdoses, that it's usually not because of the one drug. Like if somebody dies from an opioid overdose, they're usually taking other drugs. I bring that up to say that the same things happen with us emotionally. If we are feeling, if we have feelings of depression uh, or angst or remorse or sadness, it's usually not one thing. It's usually uh, um, a multitude of things that are contributing to that emotion. Even if you're feeling excited and, um, you know, activated and engaged, there's usually different reasons that are contributing to that. You know, if I feel happy and alert, it's usually because I slept well, I ate a, a low-carb, uh, high-fat, high-protein breakfast, I'm well hydrated, um, I have a plan for the day, uh, I'm excited about today, uh, I feel challenged but not overwhelmed by the day. Like There's so many different reasons that, that, sh- that are contributing to how we feel at any given moment. And I bring that up because right now if you are thinking that you feel a certain way because of one thing, chances are it's not just the one thing. And to take that time to peel back the layers to see what are the five other things that are going on in there. I've always, I'm always talking about how the Navy SEALs, they have a thing called the five whys. And if you want to get to the source of someone's truth, you ask them, five, you ask them why five times. And on that fifth why, you'll get to the truth. You know, it's like if a parent tells a kid to go to bed, and the kid goes, why? And they were like, well, so, you know, you'll be rested in the morning. Why do you want me to be rested in the morning? So that we don't have to struggle to put your clothes on and, and get you out to the bus. Why do you want me to get you out to the bus? Because uh, if you're late, then I have to drive you to school instead of you taking the bus to work. Well, why does that matter? Because then if I got to drive you to school, then I'm late. And then I could lose my job. We lose the house, et cetera, et cetera. So really you going to bed at a certain time is uh, rooted in the fear of loss, right? So, and and this is something you can, I, I've done this with so many uh, of my friends and my clients that I work with. When we get to that fifth why, we really get to the emotion of what's driving um, our behaviors and what we are doing. And so, uh, just to go back to this, this book, Drug Use for Grownups, um, I really want you to take time to unpack the, the different reasons that may be contributing to why you may be feeling depressed, to why you may be feeling anxious. Is it because of a job loss, a debt, um, relationship troubles, all these different things? Because when you look at it, then you can slowly start to figure out, okay, what, what's the biggest thing that's contributing to this? And then how do I, what plan and strategy do I take to slowly um, 
chip away at, at this. It's like uh, if you watch Marie Kondo, she throws everything on the bed, right? When she's trying to help somebody clean out everything and, and they're hoarders or everything's disorganized, she's like, all right, first thing we do, throw everything on the bed. So that's the first thing I want you to do emotionally is throw all the emotions on the bed, the, 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 the happy, the sad, the playful, the, uh, the enraged, whatever uh, emotions that you have. Let's throw those all on a bed and then slowly start to figure out, all right, what's the, what's the biggest, what's the, the one that I really need to address right now? And what's the thing that's really contributing um, to that emotion? It's kind of like paying off your bills, right? If you have a bunch of credit card debt, you don't, you don't start with the, um, the smallest bill with the lowest interest rate. You start with the biggest bill with the highest interest rate. You got to get that one out of there. That's the one that's causing the most damage. And then you slowly work your way down. Uh, but we don't, you know, instinctively, we don't do that. We usually go for lowest bill, lowest interest rate, just so we can get that quick win. Um, but you, you actually want to do the opposite. So um, just know that it's, it's manageable. But you got to be willing to throw it all on the bed, as I said. Um, I was inspired. I, I love to read the obituaries. I always talk about that. And in the New York Times, they had a woman in there. I'm going to butcher her name because they didn't put the, <laughs> they didn't tell you how to pronounce it. But Helga, wait, wait, wait. Anyway, 98. And she lives in uh, Germany, and her father had a bookshop, passed away, and then passed it down to her. And she's been working at that bookshop her, her, most of her life. She went to college, got a degree, and then came back and spent the rest of her years at this bookshop and just died recently. And she was working in a bookshop up until like a few months ago. So it's not like, you know, she retired at 65 and then died at 98. No, no. She, she was up in there, uh, you know, putting th authors in alphabetical order uh, a month ago and then um, passed away. So I bring that up to say that I'm inspired by her because she, a lot of times, especially in America and these more capitalistic societies, it's, it's all about growth and doing so much more and expanding. And here's a woman who is showing you the beauty of simplicity, of staying the course, keeping it, not keeping it small, but just th there's something about constancy and consistency and just showing up every day. And she ran a bookstore by herself. Maybe I'm, I'm sure she has some peripheral help, like accountants and things like that. But there's also something about purpose and connection because it was her father's bookstore. So she felt connected to him in that way. And a lot of times, you know, we're making these vision boards and setting our goals. We're chasing so many external things that maybe sometimes we don't realize that we already have the things that we need to get us uh, to the finish line, we 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 are already in the realm of of our highest uh, power versus this 
idea of like we got to keep growing, growing, growing. It's like, you know what? It's things are beautiful uh, how it is, and and there's a way of um, transforming what you have in a way that maintains the integrity, meaning that you know with her bookstore. She brought in different uh, authors to speak. It became a place where people can gather during the war. Like what the, what the bookstore represented changed as the times changed, but it still remained a bookstore at its very core. Um, and so it's it's there's something beautiful about that. So for those of you who feel like you you gotta go bigger, you gotta do more. Twenty twenty one's gotta be the Maybe it's just about staying the course. And 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 no one wants to say that of like, I'm just show I'm showing up every day. I'm showing up. I'm gonna do the same thing that I I did yesterday. And there's there's something beautiful in in these anchors and people who are anchors in the world, people who are lighthouses. You know, when you have the ships out at sea. They're looking for the lighthouses to know where land is. Where can I go? But but if we're all at sea, then none of us knows where to go. There's going to be ships running into each other. So I, I want to applaud any of you out there who are standing up for where you are, right? For the for the plumber who says, "I'm gonna I, I want to be a plumber for my entire life." It's that I you know and and. And even a doctor who goes, I want to be an ER doctor or a private practice doctor, whatever it is, you just go, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. I have zero interest in, in expanding and growing and the, the, you know, um, scaling it and, and all these other uh, entrepreneurial buzzwords. There's something beautiful about simplicity and constancy and being an anchor for other people to 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 help uh, them find their way and to guide them along, being a, a respite for for someone who may otherwise be lost. I don't even know what respite means. I'm always throwing out words, and I'm like, what does what does that mean? I don't I don't know. Um, last thing I, I want to leave you you all with is uh, gratitude. I'm so very grateful that. You have continued to listen, have continued to show up, have continued to support. Uh, I see a million five-star ratings on iTunes and comments. It's very much appreciated. The fact that you are not only listening, but sharing the podcast episodes, it's completely rewarding. And I'm excited for the guests that I have coming up this year and um, the the things that I want to do with this podcast, there is another iteration of this podcast, um, but I can't talk about it quite yet. I kind of leaked it on another podcast, and I, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said it, but uh, we have some cool things coming up for you. I say we because you are included. It's us, baby. There is no me without you. Um now, with that said, uh, you can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. If you are someone who is struggling to be seen or heard 
or resolve conflict or you are just up in arms because uh, you're trying to stand up for yourself and you haven't figured out quite how to do that or you are being undervalued at work or in your relationship or you're in a relationship and you feel like you're the only one in it. Go to thrivewithleoflowers.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. And let's get to tomorrow together.